For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. We are brought to you by Aurelio's Pizza. Get yourself some pizza. Aureliospizza.com. It's the sauce. I wanted to wait a couple of weeks to talk about Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. So that people had an opportunity to see it. I know that some people still haven't. And look, you should turn this podcast off right now. Because I was thinking about making it spoiler free, but I need to say some things about it that are specific to the movie. And so I want you to listen to this after you see it. So I'm telling you right now, If you were within the sound of my voice and you were planning on seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, stop listening to this podcast and come back to it when you've seen the movie. I'm going to give you a countdown. You ready? Five, four, three, two, one. All right. All the people who didn't want spoilers are out now. I hope. So that leaves you and I. We saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and I would like to talk about it. I was talking with Bernstein about this, and before he went to go see Doctor Strange, I said to him, I said, Dan, have have you seen Loki? And he's like, no, I'm not wasting my time with that. He's like, have you seen WandaVision? He's like, no, I'm not really wasting my time with that. And I said, you should at least watch WandaVision. Because if you watch WandaVision, you'll at least understand where some of the, where the story begins and why the story begins that way. If you had just seen Endgame and you hadn't gotten to the place where you were talking about WandaVision, then you would be like, wait, how did, how did Wanda turn into a villain? And and more specifically, how did Wanda turn into a monster? And that's what I want to say about this movie. This is what 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 Doctor Strange in the multiverse is, in the multiverse of madness is. Henceforth referred to as Doctor Strange 2. What this movie is, is a horror movie. Now, there were horrifying moments in Infinity War, for example. The end of Infinity War shook a lot of people to their core. 
that was a great movie watching experience. And the reason was is that I I knew that there were a lot of people I knew there were a lot of people who didn't know much about like didn't read Infinity Gauntlet like I did when I was younger. And they didn't quite they weren't ready to walk out of the theater. I went and saw it in Chatham and people were shook. They were absolutely shook. Shook as shook as a movie can and there were great moments, like the moment in Infinity War when Thor comes back. Like, that moment is as big of a deal as Cap getting the hammer in Endgame. It's as big of a deal as Tony Stark snapping his finger. Like, when Thor came back in Infinity War, people were like, okay, shit's about to get set right and everything's cool. So while there were moments of dread and, oh, my God, in Infinity War, Doctor Strange sets off as a platform to turn Wanda into a monster. Now, those who read Marvel, grew up reading Marvel, Wanda, it's, her relationship with fans is conflicted. If you read House of M, then you know why it's conflicted. But there are a lot of people who do see the Scarlet Witch as a villain. Some will say an anti-hero. And there are moments when you do understand her pain and her frustration. Anyway, when I was talking to Bernstein about it, he was very excited because he's a Sam Raimi fan. And Sam Raimi is d- directed this movie, and he went full Raimi. I like to say it's the Raimiest Raimi that ever Raimi. He, Marvel gave him a budget that he could really go do some fun stuff with, and he did some fun stuff all the way down to the Bruce Campbell cameo. That's what, trying to explain this to friends of mine who haven't seen it and explaining to them that this is a horror movie. Like, this is a slasher movie, y'all. Like, think about it. The multiverse in itself is really just, like, it's a stand-in for every horror movie that you see where the people are getting chased. Some of the scenes, even from this, are very reminiscent of stuff that Sam Raimi has done. But it's the same thing as what we've seen in a Jason movie, or a Freddy movie, or Candyman. Where the heroes are trying to get away, and they think they've gotten away, and nope, they don't. They just use the multiverse to really change the backdrop of it. Here's what I did think was cool about it. And I have I do have some criticisms, but here's what I thought was cool. When they went to 838 universe, I enjoyed that. I was looking forward to them doing the Illuminati 
And they, you know, Patrick Stewart, I think, had let it slip in an interview. It might even been with uh, my man Jake over at Channel 32. He had let it slip that he was in the movie. So once we knew he was in the movie, you're like, oh, shit, here we go. X-Men on the way. But they did the Illuminati, and I dug I dug that vibe of the Illuminati. And I really enjoyed Wanda destroying the Illuminati. But it's exactly like, it's like, oh, here are the people that are going to save us from the monster. And she's like, nah, I got this too. What she did to Black Bolt, goodness gracious. I I really enjoyed John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I haven't read further about Phase 4 and Phase 5, but I hope that I hope that he is the Reed Richards of our universe. I think he'd be really good at it. And considering Kang, they they got to get creative with who they cast as Sue. I have some thoughts on that. They like the the really funny way to do it would be Carrie Washington, considering that she was Alicia Masters in the Fantastic Four. That that might be funny, but they're considering who Kang is. They're probably gonna have to find a black woman to play that character. So the casting of it is going to be. Really, really interesting. My vote, Tika Sumter. If you haven't looked up Tika Sumter, you should. She would be my choice to play Sue. Anyway, the way that they, that Wanda dispatched with the Illuminati, and especially her dispatching of of Professor Charles Xavier, was fantastic. I dug that. Here's what I didn't like. That's that shit I don't like. What I didn't like, this is a really small thing as far as I'm concerned. I don't like the way they shot Rachel McAdams. I I just... Don't think this is a really beautiful woman, and I don't think that she looked as beautiful as she usually does on film. And I don't know, like, you know, you never know. Like, someone could be sick or whatever when they're doing filming. I just was like, I didn't like the way that that she was shot. I thought she was really good. And I think that her character adds some depth to Strange that he still needs. And that tether... I'm interested in those two and their connectivity to each other. It's it's one of the best parts of of Doctor Strange. I thought the young lady who played America Chavez was really good. I just I just thought my biggest issue with this is it seems like phase four is kind of out of whack. 
and you have like both of these like this movie was a hit like i i don't people went to go see this and i think they should go see it but i look at the spider-man movie which i know is not technically we're still in this weird place of like spider-man movies aren't mcu but they kind of are i thought they hit a home run with that movie i thought that movie was spectacular I thought the performances by Holland and Maguire and Garfield were unbelievable. Marissa Tomei was great, and I'm sad that there's not going to be any more Marissa Tomei. Those of us who've been crushing on her since a different world, I'm sad that she's no longer going to be a part of this thing. But I thought that they did a great job of storytelling. They did everything that you're supposed to do with a movie like that. They gave, they did fan service. They're like, oh, well, here are the old villains, and here are the other two Spider-Men. They did all of that, and they kind of retconned it by allowing us to, to see what happens next. And, oh, he's got to, he's got to re-meet Ned and MJ. With Doctor Strange 2, I'm concerned that Doctor Strange can't be the linchpin of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I feel like that's what they're doing. I also think that some of the things that they set forth on the television side with Loki and with Cap and Winter Soldier and with WandaVision and with Moon Knight. None of those things and what they did with Eternals, like none of it feels connected. Someone asked me if I think that Marvel's just in money grab mode. Look, man, it's a business. They're they're trying to grab money. I agree with that. That's what they should be doing, right? Like they're, they're supposed to be. I just don't feel a connection to these characters. And I don't think they've done a good enough job of making me fall in love and care. Like, I don't, this is going to sound harsh because I don't really care about Doctor Strange. I mean, I do, but it's not with the same, it's not with the same intensity that I care about Iron Man after Iron Man 1. It's not the same intensity of me caring about Captain America, and I admit that I have bias in this area because Cap is, like, my favorite character of all time. But I don't care. I don't, like, I probably don't even care about... I probably don't care about Doctor Strange as much as I care about the Hulk. And I don't, I don't really care about him as much as I care about, like, even a character like Hawkeye. I enjoyed Hawkeye, even though that series wasn't really a 
about Hawkeye, which is, I mean, it was because it ends up being about Kate, who is going to be Hawkeye. And I did like some of the realism of when you're not a superhero, all that superhero shit that they were doing, it's going to be a problem. Like, you can't hear and you can't really walk and stuff anymore. I can relate. So, if you go into this movie thinking of it as a horror movie, I think you'll have a better time. Like, I don't care about Doctor Strange as much as I care about Shang-Chi. I just thought that was pretty good. But everything feels disconnected. And then there's the technical stuff. A lot of people complained, and for good reason, about the way that Doctor Strange 2 looked. That it looked like they they kind of skimped on the green screen stuff and the effects. I thought there were moments in there that were really beautiful. The trip through the multiverse was kind of cool. It was just... it. This movie to me was like a plot device. Like the whole movie. The whole movie was like, all right, let's just move everything along. Let's get Wanda out the way. Let's introduce some characters that might show up. And I'm not sure it fulfilled its promise. And I don't mean that it made a promise to us and they, it didn't come through. I'm saying that People have high expectations for this, and I don't think that it really, I don't think they really nailed it. Now, it may be, it may be this phase's Ultron. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about now, Holmes? I hated Ultron. I didn't think it was a very good movie. In retrospect, it was an important movie. And now when I go back and watch Ultron, I go, oh, yeah. So it's possible that in three years, I'm going to go back and watch Doctor Strange 2 and go, I didn't get it. I should have got it, and I didn't get it. But as it stands right now, I'm just sitting here going, it was okay. It was okay. I will say that I spent a whole lot of money to see this movie, and I made a horrible mistake. Not to go, I was going to go see the movie regardless, but where I chose to go see it was a real mistake. I don't know what's happened to the icon at Roosevelt, but that place is, uh, I mean, maybe they, maybe they got hit really hard with COVID, but. That place used to be the spot where you wanted to go see a movie, and I went and I was like, yo, parking cost the grip. I did like their seating. Like, I was able to get a lot of space to myself, which is cool, but I literally had to pay for it. And I, I don't think it's like this in other movie theaters. I've been to a couple. I've Since the pandemic, like, I've gone to Block 37. I like Block 37. I've gone to a couple of theaters in Arizona, like middle of the day, nobody's there type stuff. I don't know what's happened to the icon, man, but it is uh, it is not a good experience. It is. I was like between the food and 
and how much parking was like, man, I said, just walk down to, to Harper court and just watch it in Hyde Park. Anyway, that's what I thought about Dr. Strange. By the way, Aurelio's Pizza, AureliosPizza.com, if you're looking for a great place, have a party there. Place in Homewood, they got a lot of space. You can do a party room. Someone got a birthday, like your boy. My birthday's coming up. Shout out to Maggie Hendricks, my birthday twin. You should take him to Aurelio's. You'll have a good time over there. AureliosPizza.com. It's the sauce. And I thank you for listening. I know I'm asking you to consume a lot of podcasts this week, but I had a lot of stuff that was on my mind, and that's why I have a podcast, because occasionally I don't want to interview anybody. I just want to talk about stuff, and this gave me the chance to do that, so I appreciate you. And if you came back, if you were actually listening to this podcast, and when I told you stop listening, you stopped listening, and you made it back to the podcast, I salute you. And I thank you for your support. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.